your host, Katie, and this is the Misguided Astrology Podcast, the podcast dedicated to misguiding you, per usual. It is me alone here today. Foxy is traveling the world, seeing things and doing stuff. And we love that for him. But back to business. This is the episode where we answer a listener's question with a little help from their birth chart. Today, I am answering the question of Isis, who writes in to ask, I'm moving back to Stockholm from Provincetown. What's in store for me there? Let's find out. We're going to use a little something called astrocartography to get to the bottom of this. So astrocartography, a.k.a. locational astrology, is astrology that uses your birth chart to figure out which locations globally you might have, you know, and a certain type of experience. You overlay, it's an overlaying of a birth chart over a map. I don't quite know how it works, but my software does. So I've been able to look into this for you. I looked into the astrology of your current location, Provincetown. I looked into the um, astrology of your destination, Stockholm. Um, And I did have a look at your transits for December and forward to just see what we're looking at. Isis's top three are Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Leo Rising. Heck of a combo. Oh my god. And of course, having a Cancer Sun Moon, but a Leo Rising means that your Sun and Moon are both in your 12th house of hidden things. So I wonder how much you even really would say that you identify with your Cancernian identity. Also, having all of this 12th house energy basically means you're a spooky witch bitch. So you know things and you don't know why you know things. And I don't know why you know things and don't know things that I don't want you to know. Get out of my head. I bet everyone is just like Isis. Get out of my head. How do you do? How do you know? Make it stop. Let's get into it. All right. The Provincetown Astro Cartography for you, Isis. You are working with two planetary lines of interest here in Provincetown. The first and the stronger of the two is the Neptune line, which seems appropriate. Because Neptune offers aquatic influence, I do think it makes good sense for Provincetown, a location that is surrounded by water for you that this location for you is also bringing an aquatic or watery influence. Beyond that, though, Neptune is a very intuitive planet. Increased sensitivity. You might be more emotional around a Neptune line. Or it's at least a, a location where emotions are ruling the day. You might be leading with the heart more than the head around a Neptune line. Overall, Neptune lines are good for alone time, for privacy, for spirituality and meditation and exploring the subconscious. It's very deeply feeling, deeply spiritual, deep in the mind. It's just sort of a an abyss of emotions and unspoken truths. So it's a good place to sort of tap into yourself, see what's going on deep within. You might feel a little psychic along a Neptune line. You're just like receiving transmissions. You understand things for reasons you don't understand at all. Um, that said, in, the, in a similar vein, inspiration can sort of come from anywhere. So Neptune influence on a location is also extremely creative. 
It's a great place to go be an artist, be a creator, to engage in your imagination, and to let that really influence what you put out there. Neptune is really great for the abstract, for abstract thinking, and for breaking out of convention. These are all the things we love about Neptune. Neptune's a fucking weirdo. But, I mean, there are a few things that we don't necessarily love about a Neptunian influence is that, like, the same function of the bolstering of imagination can also create confusion. Your ideas and thoughts can sort of run away from you. It's not always a good influence for practical matters because Neptune is sort of um, cloudy and hazy and is also a planet of confusion. There's nothing really linear or logical necessarily about a Neptunian influence. So there may be a sense of deception that creeps into your interpersonal experiences around a Neptune line. Things just don't quite add up, maybe. You know, it's good if you're just kind of floating through and taking it as it all comes, but if you want to be productive and if you want things to grow and move forward in an expected and certain way, Neptune influence isn't really the best for that. So it's good. It's good for creation, creativity, spirituality, and personal space, personal discovery, solitude. Uh, But it's bad for clarity surrounding practical matters. You may feel spiritually at home around the Neptune line, but perhaps not materially at home. There may be confusion around family or home affairs. So that's cute and fun and super casual. In addition to this Neptune line, you are also near a moon line when you are here in Provincetown. Moon line influence on a location is indicative of emotional attachment or a nostalgic connection. There's sort of just a sense of feeling at home or feeling comfortable here, feeling emotionally at home, emotionally safe. It's a location where you may be apt to make decisions, again, with the heart instead of the head. It's a very feeling location here between the Neptune line and the moon line. The moon is also very maternal and is a symbol of motherhood and feminine energy. So moon line influence is also indicative of a location where you may become a mother or a parent. Overall, the takeaway here is that while you may feel really at home and comfortable here, you might not have the clarity or the answers that you seek. Something might be missing. And that brings us to Stockholm. What does it have in store for you there? You said, I'm moving back to Stockholm. So you have lived here before, so I guess I'm wondering... As I run through the astrocartography of Stockholm, I wonder if any of this rings true. Okay, first, most prominent line of influence is the Mars line. It's about of medium influence, and the overall flavor and tone of Mars on a location is, or can be, maybe a little aggressive, competitive, assertive, combative, argumentative, physical maybe at times violent because Mars is the OG planet of war. So that is sort of the the vibe that it brings is kind of wartime fight me energy. Fight you energy. I will fight you energy. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, Living within the orb of this Mars line can suggest that relationships with others may take on this Martian flavor. 
competitive, argumentative, combative. So being near a Mars line, it would be good if you are involved in very physical work or physically oriented hobbies that require the body, or if you are working in career fields that are very competitive and where you have to be assertive. One of the other lines of prominence here is the Chiron line. Chiron is the astral body of uh, our chronic wound. Sounds cute, right? I mean, being within the orb of this line indicates a location where you may experience pain, but as a means of healing. It's like, it's productive, right? But I do think in trying to understand the influence on a location where you might be living, that like the key word of Chiron is chronic, and it's chronic and ever-present nature, that it is representing experiences we have throughout our lives on a so, something of a consistent basis, themes and stories that sort of come around again for us, or that we might experience m- multiple times in varying ways. So this location near the Chiron line may be a place where childhood memories are made, or where difficult childhood memories and challenging themes from childhood come back around. It might be a location of revisiting emotional events from the past, living them again somehow. But it is in the reliving and in the experiencing these things again, or at least mentally, maybe you're simply reminded of them, but it it does open the door to work them out, to address them, and recompartmentalize and reassess where you stand with them and where they've led you to be today. Super casual. This is all very casual. Just a totally casual spiritual journey of discovery going on here <laughs> in your move from Provincetown to Stockholm. But I considering this and like the sublimation of childhood memories or difficult situations or experiences from childhood or from early life. There are implications on relationships formed around the Chiron line um, and that they may have something to do with this revisiting of early life memories or experiences. The relationships you form here may factor into the healing and the working out of the baggage of the past. So like locations on this line can offer the opportunity to turn your life around if you're fully open to it and if you want to be honest with yourself about how the past has made you feel and brought you to that like this could be a therapeutic location and a location of forgiveness both of others and of yourself self-forgiveness These are the big themes of the Chiron line and Chiron influence on a location. So moving here suggests that you will learn a lot about yourself and that there will be a healing experience. And I wonder if that's been true when you've lived here prior. I wonder if this is something you found to be true and if this is what pulls you back. And the final line of influence in Stockholm that was worth mentioning is the Saturn influence. Saturn is a planet of of work and boundaries and determination, but mostly hard work, structure, and practical earthly bullshit. So relationships formed within the Saturnian orb of influence may be similarly very serious and may rely heavily on responsibility and a sense of duty. This is the flavor of interpersonal relationships near Saturn's line here. 
But the overall takeaway is to be wise in relationships and to be careful and to not fall victim to controlling behavior. Saturn is very much about rules and boundaries, so you want to be careful to make sure things are well communicated and that they work for all parties involved and that neither you or whoever else you are engaging with is um, having to fall in line with rules that don't foster their health or well-being. I will say that living near a Saturn line is really good for business and work, though, is really indicating that there could be career success in this location or that a lot of progress could be made towards career and, and life path matters near the Saturn line. So long as you are like regimented and willing to put in the time, because Saturn is really the lord of, of time here on the earthly plane. Saturnian currency is time spent. Saturn will give you what you want, but you have to give it years, usually. But it will come. And that brings us to our transits. All right. Well, I spoke to you separately from this email and asked when exactly you would be heading off to Stockholm so I could check those dates specifically. You are leaving December 25th, which is just in time for the Venus retrograde, a transit that we will all be experiencing, but is a heavy hitter that we will all be experiencing because Venus doesn't go retrograde all the time. It's the least of any of the planets, so it's really a prominent retrograde. And you're leaving just a few days after it does station retro. Um... Venus is the planet of love and money and resources and pleasure. Um, so the Venus retrograde indicates a period when we may be rethinking and revisiting these themes in our lives. And it's usually because we have met a challenge in this area, in the, in the areas of love and romance um, and money and pleasure. We may, all of us, be finding ourselves revisiting what the fuck is going on with these things. So love especially, Venus retrogrades can indicate romantic challenges if there is an imbalance in the relationship. So if romance feels good during a Venus retrograde, then take that as a good sign that the relationship is meant to work out, that things are on a good track. Because the retrograde wants to just fix it, get things back on track, get your money back on track, your love and romance back on track. But it's just probably a series of difficulties and challenges to get to that point. So it's not a pleasurable experience, but it's very productive. And by the end, it will be good. It's just sort of like a transit of delayed gratification. Again, we're seeing this theme of having to put in work, but that there is sort of payoff at the end of it. Because re Venus retrograde does sort of promise greener pastures at its conclusion in January. And that is happening in your sixth house of daily routines. So there is definitely a reorganizing of your day-to-day -day routines going on just in time for this Venus retrograde. This tracks. It is also the house of your health. So do be careful and make sure to put some time aside for yourself if you can. Don't burn out. Um, and I guess the other big pointer of the Venus retrograde is that it's stationing retro while it's in a very tight conjunction with Pluto, uh, the planet of power and unstoppable force. And uh, it is in its exact 
conjunction the day that you leave. And Venus-Pluto conjunctions are really about like intense romantic or physical attraction or coming together or just intense relationship or romance needs. Almost obsessive level romance needs and requirements. Like in its in its shadowy nature, it can be sort of a transit of romantic manipulation. But I think more than anything else, Pluto is really just bringing a level of intensity to romantic relationships. And just in light of all of this, um, it feels prudent to mention that you have Saturn transiting your seventh house this year because you are a Leo rising. So this is the plight of Leo risings everywhere this year and last year and next year too because Saturn takes its sweet ass time but the seventh house is the house of partnerships so Saturn's transit through your seventh house is about reworking restructuring reprioritizing relationships or the nature of your relationships it is difficulties and challenging situations to do with your one-on-one relationships intimate relationships of either romantic or business nature. Saturn is halfway through its extended stay in your seventh house, though, so you only have about another year and a half (laughs) of the prominent themes of your life being partnerships and intimate relationships. So the topics in play that are, like, the themes, right, um, besides romantic and business relationships are relationships with clients, relationships with doctors or advisors, or really just any very important one-on-one interaction or relationship. These are what you are working on in a major way during this time. What I am really liking about your upcoming transits, though, is that you will have Jupiter in your eighth house, because Jupiter is finally making the shift over into Pisces. This is happening just a few days after you fly to Stockholm. Jupiter is a planet of good luck and optimism, and it is moving into your house of shared resources. So it's really great for shared living situations, shared finances, for receiving money from others, or for making good investments. So it's a good, it's a great time to invest in yourself. And we are about to wrap up the lunar node transits of Sag and Gemini into Taurus and Scorpio. So for you, this marks the end of a year and a half chapter about community and the importance of those who surround you. And it's beginning a new chapter that is focused on your your life path, your public life, and your career. My final note for the end of January is just to be careful of your health. You have Capricorn in the sixth house of health and there will be two retrogrades there and that's when the antagonistic Mars will move in there. So just try not to push too hard January and February and put aside some time to restore yourself. Overall, my takeaway from all of this is that leaving P-Town will provide clarity. Astrologically, this is moving away from the Neptune line, Neptune clouding judgment or perception. So just within the act of moving alone, there is clarity or there is space to think or there is in some way an opportunity for understanding that was lacking. Um, But also in that moving, you are moving toward the Chiron line 
offering realizations about the self that may ultimately be very healing and beneficial for you. But, I mean, considering that you are moving toward the Mars line and the aggression of it all, I think that the Saturn influence in Stockholm is really about you asking yourself, at what cost? Like, you might have to be scrupulous with your own emotional inventory in Stockholm. Like, that there's just, there's a lot of opportunity for big things to happen. And especially in career, I think Stockholm looks very favorable for business ventures. And especially when considering the nodes shifting into uh, focus on your career and 10th house life path shit. So that's the next year and a half chapter is about being business-minded or goal-oriented. Um, and I think Stockholm looks like it very much is in support of this. So there's just like a, a Saturnian business flavor to your dealings in Stockholm. I think this would be true both in work and in relationships, that there might just be a very business-like or highly structured nature to interpersonal relationships in Stockholm. But this is all sounding a little too much like guidance when the reason that we are here is misguidance. So let's see if we can dig up a little misguidance for you. Isis, it really seems like... What you're doing here is running toward your problems in an effort to fix them. That you will be revisiting themes and issues from the past to rectify them and make them better. But that's not what problems are all about. You're meant to be running away from your problems, not running toward them to fix them. You need to be going on a three-day bender, not upending your life to move to Europe. Long gone are the days where you could simply spend a weekend in Atlantic City or Vegas, get it out of your system, and just come back. Book a one-way flight to Nevada effective immediately. Fall in love with a bearded woman named Susan who is the founder of a tortoise sanctuary. These tortoises inspire you, too, to have your home on your back. This is when you buy a schoolie and take to the roads. Never one location enough to sustain you, because your problems are catching up to you around every corner, and you need to be outrunning them. And the only way to do that is to get in a car and run forever. Um, yeah, so that's my, yeah, that sounds good. So do that, and good luck! Thank you so much for writing in, Isis, and thank you for listening, listeners. This has been the Misguided Astrology Podcast. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.